Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com and the Word Radio app. Council Member Anthony Phyllis represents Philadelphia's 9th <laughs> District, covering Borough Home, Crescentville, East Oak Lane, Fern Rock, Lawndale, Longcrest, Logan, Melrose Park, Mount Airy on the Oxford Circle, and a partridge in a pear tree, Summerdale and West Oak Lane. Good morning, sir. It is always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh-huh. I missed you last week. But yes, I'm here we this week. <laughs> uh, we, well, we have exactly 30 minutes with one break in between, right? At, at right. Uh, 620. So we're going to get in as much as we can from the beginning of city council last week. You went back into session. Um, I need to talk to you about what was noticed in that particular session, notably that um, council member Curtis Jones was not kind to Kenyatta Johnson when he made a couple of, listen, the people were calling me in Hawaii. I'm like, I can't talk no, to you weren't. right now. Yes, they no, were. They yes, they, I swear. <laughs> I'm telling you. noticed a couple things, huh? Oh, God. <laughs> and I heard, Andrea, you need to address because these people, that was not nice or kind. And that Catherine Gilmore Richardson jumped in and said, we are going to work as one cohesive group. Ask me how I know that because I wasn't watching. I was on a beat somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Kathy is the smartest person on Philadelphia City Council. Really uh, she knows the rules. She knows how things work. She's been there since she was a an intern in high school. Yes, so. in their, their <laughs> 20s, right, 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 uh, late, uh, late teens, early 20s. So yeah. one of the, the first things that I want to talk about is, you know, when you are uh, city council working with the mayor of Philadelphia and you have a brand new president, it it it's, it is... It is necessary for cohesiveness. Yes. Even if you if you argue in the back room, it should not show up on the front, right? Absolutely. And so we need to be able to have these kinds of conversations where we say, "Listen, this is a, a learning curve for Kenyatta Johnson. He's never done this before." And so I know from a yes. few friends of mine that he was having meetings, trying to figure out this best way to, to become president, how to do things a certain way. And he's going to make some mistakes. But what I need you all to do, you can go back and tell City Council, "I said this." I need you all to not do that again in public, right? Yeah. To pre- pre- present yourselves as a cohesive group because the last yeah. thing we need to talk about is that. We need to be talking about the things that are going on in city council. All right. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, listen, you, we are, one of the things I'll tell you about Kenyatta Johnson is that you're absolutely right. Uh, he is working incredibly hard every day to figure out how to be the best council president ever. He's spoken to, thus far, he's had his conversations with John Street. Yeah. Uh, he's had conversations with former council president Clark. Uh, and he's, I mean, he's also had uh, conversations with other council members of the past to say, what do you recommend? And he, mm-hmm. one of the things that count, uh, council president Johnson is about, which I think is, is coming to fruition. He's a, he, he tries his best. Uh, to get along with all 16 other 16 members of his uh, because he wants to he wants to see that whatever issue that's important to you uh, we're, we're working to address and he also tries not to have a lot of conflict however um, you know sometimes you know sometimes things come to him right and he just has to be he he continues to try to be himself one of the things I'll tell you that he he's focused on this year 
as I just mentioned, collaboration. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wants to see us meet with each other, connect with each other, iron things out with each other. He does not want to see us duke it out on the floor. Right. Um, he thinks it's just really important for us to find a way to work on a better on a better half of the citizens city of Philadelphia. What does that look like? When you have disagreement, when you disagree with your colleague, try to figure out how to come to a middle ground on an issue around housing, education, whatever that might be. Right. So that's important. And the second thing is that he really wants us to see us on the ground. He has a whole initiative where all 17 members of the city council are going to visit each council district um, and really try to do some work around helping people understand that city council wants to hear what you have to say, but also city council is coming to your neighborhood and they want to see the issues that you're seeing that not just the district council person sees. Well, listen, tell him I said, Hercules, finally, I'm <laughs> feeling like we are getting somewhere in these Wakanda streets because it is important. It is important that people yeah. should be able to call their district council offices, that their city, they know who their city council members are, not just during holiday season, that you're coming, yes. you're not even if you're not running for office, you knock on the doors and you have these meetings that you've been having in the communities, right? right. City council yep. people have these meetings in different parts of the communities and say, what we need to hear from you. What do you need? Right. So this is important. I got to put this in here because it was asked. Uh, Miss Mary from Mount Airy called this morning and said she's making a formal request that people over the age of 65 or disabled to be added to the Philadelphia Housing Commission where they service people under the Scatterside programs. You ever heard about the Scatterside programs? Uh, n- no, I'm not as where the, okay. uh, the Scatterside so programs. Right. So I'm giving that to you now. She said the Scatterside so, programs, okay. they provide, um, they provide, they, they hire our contractors to come to the homes of people who are, are over a certain age or disabled or are part of the housing authority. And she wants, she wants to know. She said 65 and older should be on the board. No, 65 and older. They okay. should send somebody out. They should know where they live in the communities across Philadelphia and send somebody out to shovel their snow. It is hard out here. Oh, I, I almost oh, said it's hard out here. Now, okay, now I see what you're talking about. Okay, yes. So we have our office. Thank you, Ms. Mary. Uh, so now I, I can speak on this part. Mm-hmm. So our office had, was, was inundated with calls around shoveling snow when the, when a snowstorm came. Uh, one, I was really disappointed in the amount of calls they received because this to me was unprecedented because there was a time where either young people or people in your family would come out and shovel your snow, uh, especially for seniors. They, they would know Ms., you know Ms. Mary or someone else was older and they would just do it for them. Mm-hmm. However, as a result of this recent snowstorm, because we haven't had one in a couple of years, mm-hmm. um, it has opened up the eyes for myself and other other elected officials to say, OK, we actually may have to invest in some sort of program or get volunteer agencies to do some work around people who really need help with shoveling their snow. I'm actually just I'm disappointed in us as neighbors uh, that we actually have to create a program on shoveling snow uh, for our most vulnerable citizens, because I feel like that's the importance of just being a good neighbor. Uh, Yet at the same time, I understand that times have changed. And uh, I guess we just have to, you know, we're going to have to kind of we're working on the ideas around creating programs, like you said, to support this initiative and what our office is going to do. And I'm going to also tr- encourage all city council officers. That's the other thing with Kenny Yada Johnson is doing, too. Yes. When one office is doing something, he's like one city council. So we need to teach other offices to do the same thing. So like so it's not like we're all competing against each other. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't mind working on it and then trying to encourage and inspire 
our peers to work on it as well. Yeah, so she was talking about the scatter site. Uh, write that for me because I looked it up. Yeah, write that. That part I'm going to write program. down. Yes, to see because she's saying that if they could provide an additional contract to the vendor to work with the 65 and older within the community. So then you would have a list of those people. And when it snows outside, you send somebody to clean their snow off, you know, at no cost to them. Just hire the vendor. And, you know, that's something you can actually put in your budget for city council because that snow only happens. And listen, the way this earth is changing, we might get snow two times in the whole winter. You right. understand what I'm saying? So yeah, exactly that would be mean. helpful. That would be absolutely helpful. And I'm grateful yeah. for that. Um, the other thing is that, you know, salting the roads. I went down uh, East Rittenhouse Street and child, my little car was skating. Shwing! <laughs> some roads were clean as a whistle and some was a Some roads were not. I went down I went down every neighborhood in the Ninth District, including East Oak Lane, Alney, all of those so mm-hmm. forth. And, every, and I was at night looking for Streets that small, large streets mm-hmm. that just were not plowed or salted. Mm-hmm. And there were a number of big streets, well, they were called the major streets, right? Mm-hmm. That were that were plowed and salted. But there was also a number of the same small streets and some big streets mm-hmm. that were not salted as well. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, we got to find a way to get to 100% completion, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I, maybe 99. I could do 99, right? Mm-hmm. Because some of these where I was sitting here like, how did we miss this street? And I think what I'm hearing is like, do we have the right trucks? Right. Do we have, right. For those you know, smaller and, streets. And, yes. Yeah. Yes. That kind of makes me concerned. And then yeah. also, are we doing it? You know, when we are going down these neighborhoods, do we have a, the right geography maps to make sure we don't miss one? Right. Mm-hmm. So, so these are the questions that I that I'm posing to. Uh, the administration to kind of help them, you know, do something, you know, to make it even make the experience of people even better um, than what they already did. So, okay. All right. So we spent 10 minutes talking about snow. Yes. Council, you know, council president. What in the Sam Hill happened in council last week and this week? What are the top things that we need to talk about? Okay. Top things. Oh, before, before I'm going to go into that, just want to say real quickly, uh, 30 seconds city council this year, there are like three or four things that we absolutely are have to get better at and focus on based on what the needs of the people. Number one, uh, there is this popularity and demand uh, for speed cushions. And so working with the administration to make sure that we have speed cushions throughout the city is is, is going to be something that they have to do a better job at because it's the hottest thing on the city council. We have to get a better, we have to do a better job with helping the school district realize that we have priorities for our kids and that we can't continue to fund them if they're not meeting some of the priorities for our kids. And then also we have to deal with this potentiality of downtown being empty uh, because some of these real estates uh, some of these real estate buildings, these buildings, excuse me, the real estate down there are going to be essentially empty only because their contracts are, are, are coming up to an end. Right. A lot of people are working from home. So right. we have a lot of things to talk about. But those are things, the three things that come to mind across citywide that are affecting uh, all the city council members. Right. So number one, la- last week and also into this week, uh, we had the following uh, city council members work on the following. Uh, the new one of the newest city council members, and I co-sponsored this bill. Uh, Jeffrey Young uh, wants to have an investigation into Act One Thirty Five. Um, this is a uh, this is the act that allows for basically the former governor uh, Ed Rendell passed this law basically in two thousand and eight, and what it does is that it helps expedite 
ways for stakeholders such as the developers and so forth to redevelop like a blighted empty property without having you know without acquiring a parcel via condemnation so basically young and myself we feel like this law has been exploited by predatory developers nonprofit entities and real estate professionals to extort poor and vulnerable communities in which they just literally would just go on a plot of land and do whatever they want to do uh, because really? Yeah, yeah. So there's a hearing that is he's looking to have a hearing to bring the, the state, the city officials uh, to address this particular issue. Mm-hmm. Now, Councilmember Brooks and Gadier, Aruk and Landau, as well as myself and, the, and several others, we co-sponsored this legislation called the Angel Davis Eviction Accountability Bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, last March, a private arm contractor and Philadelphia's landlord tenant officer uh, which basically is a Philadelphia landlord tenant officer, which is not the sheriff. So when you get a, we might get evicted. Sometimes they have a sheriff and so forth. Mm-hmm. Well, they shot this young woman named Angel Davis in the head while trying to evict her from North Philadelphia from her North Philadelphia home. So basically, now with this in response to this issue, um, we decided that we wanted to have a little bit more oversight and accountability uh, when it comes to uh, addressing. Landlord tenants who come in. So now what the legislation proposes is that if you are a landlord tenant, you have to earn some licenses around like how to work with people in distressed situations, how to work, how to how to work with like animals, because sometimes animals were shot as well. So you have to become a lot more. So wait, wait, this is not a sheriff. This is a tenant officer. Yes. Private company coming in and evicting people because landlords Sometimes I want to go to the sheriff's office. They want to get their own. They just want people to get people out. Now, here's the here's the issue. If you're a landlord, you know, people say, like, these people just don't ever want to leave. Right. And so their mind is like, if these people don't want to leave, you know, what do we got to do? Right. So it, right. it is wrong for the tenant after you've been evicted to not not leave. Right. But at the same time, you know, we don't want people getting shot in the process. And sheriff's, the sheriff's office has a little bit more accountability. And they also have a little bit more training around de-escalating people who are emotional um, right. when they're trying to leave their houses. So when these private companies hire these tenant officers and they shoot somebody in the head and kill them, who is responsible for that? Act, so th- there you go. The, it's, the landlord and the private tenant company are responsible for, for that. <laughs> yes. 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 It's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. So, I'll, I'll then, keep, so we'll keep abreast of that. To keep keep, keep abreast of that. Okay. All right. Okay. So we, we got more to go. Okay. Um, next we have, uh, <clears throat> I love council member Lazada. I supported this legislation as well. Um, she put the, she put a, a, a curfew um, around the entire area of Kingston saying businesses much well she introduced it right it's gonna it's probably going to pass but basically <clears throat> from 11 p.m to 6 a.m um in places where there's large loitering as well as violence in Kingsington, um there's a curfew in which businesses must be shut down they cannot be open all night um because we do not want to keep people hanging around um that section i do believe that i just want to editorialize this that i do believe that this is going to be a year we're, we're going to see a lot of progress around Kingston. Um, the council, the councilwoman is adamant about it. And uh, she's been also really doing a great job of pushing the mayor to understand how important this is, not only to that community, but also to the entire city of Philadelphia, who's, who's tired of seeing uh, Kingston um, 
pretty much under siege. And we also have a Kensington caucus now, right. uh, which will examine all the issues of. That's what these, I heard. The Kensington caucus. The and, Kensington and, caucus. And, and, what, and what does that mean? The Kensington caucus. Yeah, the Kensington caucus. So the Kensington caucus involves the following people. It involves a council member at large, Jim Herity. He lives in mm-hmm. Kensington. Mm-hmm. And then also. Mark Squilla, who represents a part of Kingsington, mm-hmm. and then also uh, Mike Driscoll. And Driscoll. basically, yeah, yep. So it basically what it, what it does is that it, it the Kingsington Caucus is focused on collaborative strategic teamwork, mm-hmm. come up with like implementation of an overall safety plan for Kingsington. Okay. So basically making sure that any lawmaker who represents that particular area are all on the same page around like, right. how do we make... How do we deliver resources and how we do the on the ground work to address the alcohol addiction as well as the drug addiction that's happening in uh, Kingston? So that way, everyone's not work, 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 working in okay, silos. silos. Right. So, yeah. I, you know, there are a lot of um, uh, nonprofits in Kensington offering services. I have gone down that area and it breaks my heart. Um, and, you know, people are complaining, well, why Kensington? Well, why not Kensington? Because Kensington has been suffering. It has been known as the, the number one open air drug market in the country. People are coming from all around the country, the world to come to Kensington because they feel like they can do whatever they need to do. So I agree. Something has to be done right now. Folks are complaining. Listen to this. Where, well, where are they going to go? Are they coming to my neighborhood? Well, what do we do? What, what is, yep. what is the plan for Kensington? Do we know that yet? Yeah. yeah. So. I believe, okay, that the mayor's office has a very robust plan, but I think it's going to be a very aggressive plan, right? That some people are going to enjoy, some people are not going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it either way, right? Because something has to be done with Kingston. Um, the robust plan is probably going to involve um, not only community policing in the area, but it's also going to probably involve like an ultimatum, right? That basically says like, you know, either get treatment or get out, right? So it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be, I'm, from what I'm hearing, I think it's going to be something around that. But we're going to see, you know, I'm not exactly sure uh, how it's going to play out, but I will right. say that I know it's going to be very aggressive about those individuals getting treatment yeah. um, or you have no choice but to leave this area. And they're going to make sure the police officers, you know, monitor that so that and enforce that um, as well. Right. So uh, Harry Williams asked this question: Why are the citizens? Uh, why the why the citizens? What did he say? Why the citizens are not in the caucus? The people who live in Kensington that are not a part of this drug, but they've lived there their whole lives. Why haven't they pulled some citizens or community leaders within that caucus to to hear their voices too? Uh, you know what? I'm I, I w- I'm not I'm not going to speak for the caucus, but I do believe <clears throat> that the plan is to bring in stakeholders. Such okay. as maybe school leaders, as well mm-hmm. as anybody as a community leader, okay. um, to be a part of that caucus. So that's a great question. So I, I'm I'm pretty certain that it's just not only gathering the elected officials, as I mentioned earlier. I'm sure I'm sure it's going to be inclusive to bring in community members as well. Okay, let me take a quick break. When we come back, let's talk about what else is happening in city council that we need to know about. All right, hold All right, on. You got it. All right, you are listening to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media. I am Andrea Lawful Sanders. We will be right back with Councilmember Anthony Phillips from the ninth year, the ninth, ninth Councilmatic District, correct? Ninth. I think I got that right. Right after these messages. You're listening to The Source with Andrea Lawful Sanders on Word Radio. Streaming live on wordradio.com 
and the Word Radio app. Welcome back to The Source on WURD, Progressive Black Talk Media, on air and online at wordradio.com. I have a 6.30 a guest. Otherwise, you and I will be on for the whole hour. We could talk forever and a day. So I'm going to have to figure <laughs> out how to get Niall to put you in for more than one segment but on a Friday because there's so much to discuss. We began yes. talking about the sinking holes in Logan. Uh, you said that yeah. it's Cindy Bass's uh, 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 community. Yeah. And what, yeah. what was the issue in Logan, as you heard, as you understood? So it? here's the issue in Logan. There have been a number of developers interested in taking over that spot in the Logan Triangle where the sinking homes were, were, were once were. Um, however, the developers have asked the city of Philadelphia to fund millions of dollars to pay for to fix, to fix those sinking homes. Um, what I would do is that, you know, I would really reach out to Councilwoman Cindy Bass, who, I, who is concerned about this, but I would try to work with, work with her to see if, how you can support her, put her advocacy so that in the next budget cycle, we can find a way uh, to really support this initiative. And I would support her because the reality is that that's been there forever and there's a lot of blight, tractor trailers, and what All about the people who have, what about the people who and yes, it's it's horrible over there. But what it's about the people who are living in homes that are sinking right now? What are we doing to help them? Oh, so the homes that are sinking right now. So if you are if you have a sinking home right now, we we definitely need to be on top of that, right? Because because if, if I'm telling you, um, I I say what you do is that you reach out to your council member and you let me know because let us know because we need to get on top of that ASAP before it yeah. gets to a point where it's like the Logan Triangle. Yeah, yeah, and that's pretty bad over there. Uh, Corbilla Divine says, um, similar to what happens when the city closes a homeless encampment, those moved out will go elsewhere. Where, when, what will be done to assist those currently living somewhere? So, you know, how do yeah. we, how do we keep people from, uh, um, uh, um, congregating in another part of the city? You know, I keep thinking about yeah. where the oil refinery was, right? Where there's not a whole mm -hmm. lot of, can we create something there where they have all the services so that each community doesn't feel like they have to worry about the, the, the everybody moving into their community, you know, while still getting yeah, no. their dignity? No, I absolutely, I agree. I think what needs to happen is that in, in Kings's End, uh, we need to have the greatest prevention, uh, not prevention, well, yes. Uh, prevention, alcoholism, as well as drug prevention, rehab centers, uh, and, 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 and Kingsland, right? Because when we try to filter all, everybody who's in Kingsland into these rehab centers and say, ultimately, if you don't take rehab, you're going to have to spend your time in jail, right? Or something to that extent. Uh, that will help prevent this from spreading across the city. We also have to have a no tolerance policy when it comes to loitering um, in the city of Philadelphia. So this type of atmosphere that's happening in Kingston, open air drug market, we have to have a no tolerance policy in place uh, for the open air drug market as well as loitering um, in the city. So this can prevent this from happening in other areas. And I, so I agree that that is a concern. And my hope is the administration plan around Kingston also addresses that concern as well. So I'm, I'm, I'm confident that they will address it so it won't happen around the city. Uh, because one thing I know for sure is that, you know, even in the ninth district, we would never tolerate that. It would never happen. You know, it, you know, especially even when Sherelle was the ninth district council member, uh, she would never tolerate that either. So I know for sure that she'll have a plan to make sure it doesn't happen around the rest of the city. Too. You know, Joanne Kemp says something. I don't get how so many issues are just now being addressed after years of need. We've had mayors. This has been going on for years. Now, all of a sudden, 
We got this black woman in office and this, we got to get this done and that done and that done and fix it right away. And, right. you know, because, uh, you know, as black women, we, we're, we're told we have to do everything and be everything for everybody. So yep. please give her a little bit of an opportunity because this was like this for years before she became uh, mayor. And, you know, we've had city council, city council has turned over quite a bit now. So we have brand new people who are trying to do new things and we have to work with them, uh, call and ask, et cetera. What are the last thing or two that you have for me? Because we now have two minutes. Yes. All right. uh, I just want to say that yesterday in West Oak Lane, I was able to uh, help put have a mural uh, dedicated at right across from the old relish. Right. And it's a new oh. jazz mural. Um, our office was able to help fund that through city funding, um, through the ORC, Kim Lloyd and ORC. Um, they decided that they want to put up together a new mural for the community and it's beautiful. So if you want to go down where the old relish is, I think that's right there. Excuse me, not even think, 74th and Ogos area. Yes. <laughs> Make sure that you all come on. You know, and check that out. So, right, seventy first. Thank, add- thank you, thank you for adding some good news to the. Yes. To the, to the and we're getting otherwise- Jacobs. Jacobs Northwest is taking place over the, over that old relic. So, really, uh, yeah. So, looking forward okay. to that. But I have a lot of quality of life bills that are going to be coming out over the next, you know, some of weeks. So I look forward to telling you all when they finally are introduced. And uh, it's going to be it's going to be a good year. Uh, we do have a lot of energy. Like you said, be patient with us uh, just a little bit. And good, but yeah. keep us accountable because at the end of the day, we got to get it done regardless and, of where you are not. Uh, so. Well, you don't have to worry about me because I will keep you accountable. <laughs> I've been telling you this from day one. So yes. thank you, Councilmember right. Anthony Phillips. Always a all pleasure right. talking to you. Talk to you. Bye bye. Right, thank next you. Bye bye. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com.